Welcome to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Connections, a podcast all about helping you comfortably connect with others in any situation. Hosted by Leanne and John, this podcast is proudly brought to you by Fortitude at Work. Fortitudeatwork.com.au Welcome to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Connections. I'm Leanne. And I'm John. Oh, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. Keep with the pace, will you? I can't be as uh, excited and exuberant as you can. Oh, why not? I don't know. We're here, we're back in this beautiful setting. I have to bring the universe into balance. When you're incredibly excited and (laughs) over the top, I have to uh, bring it down a notch or two over this end just to balance it all out. You are the yin to my yang. Yeah, that's it. Now, we've had a few couple of quite challenging weeks really, haven't we? On pretty much on all fronts, on personal fronts and work fronts and community fronts. It's been um, more fronts than Alan Wilkie's talked about (laughs) in the weather. No one knows who Alan Wilkie is. Oh, come on, our two listeners out there will know who who Alan Alan Wilkie is. They will know, I bet you. He was a weatherman from the 30s or something like that. Hundred years ago, you, at least he was on TV. He wasn't just you know back in the days of radio, the wireless. He was. He was on the idiot box. <laughs> anyway, we've had quite a lot of fronts that we've been we've been managing throughout our life, right? Life has been difficult, challenging. Yes, life has been challenging. So that's why we were talking this week about how useful it would be, probably just for you and I and our processing, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we can um, uh, have a cathartic experience. Uh, That's right. And and there may be a side effect that someone out there um, will get something or nothing from it. That's right. Yeah. So um, we thought let's let's explore what's gone on in the last couple of weeks, and in particular, let's talk about a couple of themes mm. uh, in this episode, and that those themes are around um, shame, guilt. And personal boundaries. Okay. We're just going to bundle them all up together. Okay. Excellent. Some big subjects. I know, very big subjects. And I think it's worth bundling them up together because if we start by talking about boundaries, Mm. my hunch is, just speaking from personal experience, that if you have some or even if you don't have any, it kind of links in to this sense of sometimes guilt and perhaps even, you know, deeper than that is some sense of shame about behaviour, perhaps, about what you're doing. So where shall we begin, Johnny? Shall we start with definitions or sure. what? What's the difference between guilt and shame? That's a very, very good place to start. Do you well, want to explain that or? Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. Well, my understanding of the difference between guilt and shame I guess, is that guilt is, tends to be associated with an activity, a behaviour or an event that you've either done or you haven't done. So it's kind of externalised to yourself. What's an you example? Know, I, I kind of I feel a bit guilty because I didn't go to the networking breakfast the other morning and I said I had a car that was broken down but really I slept in. So it's a situation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of an event outside of ourselves that we either choose to participate in or not and we feel a little bit of guilt about our behaviour related to that event. Someone asked me to do something or I said I was going to do something and I didn't do it. Yeah. When I should have. 
yeah. sort of stuff. I feel a bit guilty about that. Okay. Uh, whereas shame, I think, is is much more intrinsic and buried deep within us. So shame has is much more related to our sense of, of self mm. and our sense of um, who we are and our worthiness, whether or not we're worthy. So, you know, I, I have great shame around... Um, who I am as a human being because I was constantly told as a child that I was no good and so I have great shame around even being in this world and therefore if people let me down in my life, I probably deserve it because I'm ashamed of who I am. It's almost like a a, a fundamental self-belief of not being good enough or, or worthy. Yeah, that's right. So someone you can feel guilty about not having picked up the milk on the way home. Yeah. Um, but uh, but that, that deeper sense is that I, I always forget things. I'm a forgetful person yeah. and, I, and I'm clearly not a good uh, husband or partner or business partner. Yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. So that's great. That's a great example of, you know, the external versus the internal. And the mm. external is guilt and the internal is often shame. And I think the person we all know and love, the person who works so beautifully. Brene Brown. Brene Brown, explaining what's going on in this space. And she does a lot of data and research. She's a social um, a social scientist and um, has done a lot of work in this space. And if you've never heard of Brene Brown before. B-R-E-N-E. Yeah, Brene. Brown. And Brown. Her, her famous TED Talk. Yeah, um, about uh, vulnerability, vulnerability. I think is the first shame. one. Yeah, that's, uh, definitely worth checking out. Start there yeah. with Brene, but not right now. No, Don't. keep listening here. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And then go there. Yeah, Brene. That's Brene. correct. Good point. Vulnerability. Yeah. Very good point. And then she has a whole swag of books, which I would recommend reading actually in order because it moves you through her body of research and it also moves you through her learnings and her self-reflections. So she kind of goes, you know, initially she sort of tries to quantify what shame and guilt is and what it looks like and then she realises her own vulnerabilities around that. Mm. And then she talks about how... um, you know how sharing those stories and getting through it, and 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 the late and each book is kind of an evolution of mm. thinking. And the latest one, which has just arrived yesterday in my mailbox, in our mailbox, mm-hmm. is the translation of her work into leadership styles in uh, in workplaces. So daring to lead, yeah, like. daring to lead or dare to lead. I dare think it lead. is. Okay. So I'm quite looking forward to reading that. Most probably over the weekend. So I would recommend if you're going to get into Brene Brown, which once you've seen one of her talks, you definitely will want to, yep. that you start at the very beginning. To, to learn about shame, guilt, vulnerability. Yeah. How we carry it, how it affects our relationships, our lives, our, yeah. our work. Yeah. yeah. I don't know that she takes it. I guess, like I said earlier, I don't know that she that it's she talks necessarily about boundaries, but um, but I think we should. So so let's that, that's a nice little segue into it, isn't it? Hey, mm. um, why do we need to have personal boundaries, John? And what are they? Well, personal boundaries. There, there actually was a, a time when people thought having personal boundaries in place was not good for relationships, when in fact the opposite is true. The, um, uh, having uh, a sense of self and a sense of self-protection where you put limits in place around uh, how the world uh, treats you. Um, so if you 
uh, you're in a relationship, a business relationship, a personal relationship, um, and uh, and people have expectations from you that are outside of your comfort level. Um, communicating your boundaries uh, to those people by saying that I'm willing to do this, but I'm not willing to do that. Um, and then so setting those boundaries and then reinforcing them and, and being consistent with them, the world actually gets to know exactly what you're willing or not willing to do. Um, whereas if you uh-huh. if you don't have those boundaries in place and you just keep saying yes and you just keep people pleasing yep. and you just uh, and you never say no um, is exhausting. Yeah, and I, I, let's take that a step back because I think that's that's a really good point that you raise. How do we know when <clears throat> when we we really don't have boundaries? Like, what are, what are the behaviours? What's going on that that signals to perhaps you observing someone or someone you know getting honest within themselves that says I don't I don't have enough boundaries around this. I'm not caring for myself enough. Um, well, just like anything, it's a um when you find yourself in a in a cycle that is uh, self eroding and, ex- uh-huh. and exhausting, yeah, yeah, um, uh, that you uh, and you're burning out, yeah, um, where you just keep giving and keep giving and ne- and always saying yes. Um, Do you think that emotional exhaustion is an indicator that you need more boundaries? Well, yeah, yeah, possibly. It's a um, we're pretty complicated <laughs> beings. Um, so being emotionally exhausted um, could be as a result of a whole bunch of uh, input. Yeah, um, yeah. But yes, that's a that's a huge indicator. If if you are exhausted and uh, from never saying no, and you're burnt out, um, then yeah, um, putting something in place that that cares for you first, a boundary. Yeah, um, is really all you've got left. What about avoiding people? I know sometimes myself, if I think I just don't have the energy for that today, mm. then I'll actually perhaps go to a different coffee shop or I'll mm. go a different way to work or I'll catch a different bus or a different train because there are some people that I don't have the energy for and um, at that, you know, for myself at that point in time. Whereas, in fact, I often nowadays wonder if I had st- if I had boundaries in place around that, it actually wouldn't matter if I was in their presence or not because I had boundaries. Do you agree? Do you think people avoidance is sometimes a signal that um, that you don't, you're not practising boundaries well enough for yourself? Well, it, it actually is a physical boundary. Uh-huh, um, yeah, that's um, true. And, and you're putting that in place in a self-caring way. Yeah. Um, the, the reason you're putting it in place is because um, uh, you know that if you put yourself back in that situation, you're going to keep saying yes or you're going to be exhausted. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, so there is benefits to avoidance. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but then, of course, uh, guilt and shame. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. In, and that is I'll go to the other coffee shop, but the, the, if there's a part of you that carries shame, then you'll, you'll go... Um, I'm clearly a terrible person that I don't want to be in the presence of these people. That, yes. Um, or I feel guilty that I wasn't there to contribute. Like yes. I normally do, so I'm letting people down. Yes, that that's ex- that's exactly right. That that's actually spot on. So mm. I'm yeah, I might practice that physical or geographic uh, limit. Mm-hmm. Um, but ca- what what I so often do is yeah, that does that that comes with guilt. That coffee never tastes quite as good. Mm because it's actually come at the expense of a human interaction. So it is a, a short-term Band-Aid fix. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, if you do carry guilt and shame around it, then it, it will eventually exhaust you yet again. Yeah. Yeah. 
You're listening to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Connections. Do you want to spread the word in your workplace, community, team or school? We're available to speak at your event or deliver customised training. Visit fortitudeatwork.com.au for more info. So, so okay, so we know that, um, you know, burnout, avoidance, um, physical changes, you know, like a, maybe a knot in your stomach if you've mm. got to face something or um, a pain, you know, stress in your shoulders, tension in your neck, mm-hmm. clenched fists. So, um, or, or perhaps behaviours like drinking too much. Yeah, well, if um, for those that are into gestalt, um, or we carry... Uh-huh. Our shame uh-huh. and our guilt and our feelings uh, in our bodies in different places. And, uh, and if you're carrying a lot of weight or your shoulders will hurt, if you're carrying a lot of shame or guilt or fear in your stomach or your chest. Yep. Um, and, uh, or if you're, uh, you're holding down uh, fears or, or emotions, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can feel that in your throat, in your breathing, in your swallowing. Yeah. So, yeah, your body, your mind body connection is um, yet another indicator. Um, that something might be a little amiss. Yeah. And it's an opportunity then. Yeah. Uh, so these these are the sorts of indicators that, that you know, you, you might come to realise, okay, I need to put some boundaries in place around this because I can't keep doing this any longer. I'm burnt yeah. out or I've ro- hit bottom. I can't keep behaving in this way. Time for some boundaries. You know, I've, pl- I've hit bottom. I've got to get up here. Yeah. So what does, what, what does that look like? What is a boundary? What is it? Well, remembering that I'm a person-centred counsellor, so um, I trust the, uh, the the people's pace and, yeah. and their decisions around that stuff. So um, uh, any person that, that uh, gets to a point where they say, I need to do something different, um, I have to change the way I'm doing things or the way I'm thinking, um, they will create that uh, yeah. that process and the, and all of the... Uh, the hints and yeah. the opportunities will keep coming in. So uh, when the, when a person gets to a time of exhaustion or burnout or I've had enough or I can't do this anymore, um, that's that's usually when the you know the epiphanies come in or the opportunities come in where they say, okay, I need to do something different. So is that is a boundary there for some sort of a rule or a definition that says, from now on, I will not say yes to this person, or is it a um, is it is it some sort of physical thing that says I don't answer any calls after five o'clock, or oh. what is it? What is the boundary? Okay. Well, if if you're done, yeah, and and I also allow for um, uh, um, people. Uh, what's the word when you when you make a decision about something, but then you. You go back. You, you retracting it. Retracting. So, yep, yep. So, so even if you say, okay, I'm now going to put some strategies together. Yeah. And you either do that on your own, from your own um, uh, processing, and you yep. say, okay, for all of my life, I've been I've been a people pleaser. Yeah. And uh, and, and it's got me to a point now of exhaustion. Yeah. Um, and I've heard about boundaries, and I've got an idea of what boundaries are, and that's about having put it. Uh, uh, the first question is, um, who's important? Uh, so if you put the mask on yourself yeah. before you put it on someone else, like on the plane, yeah, yeah. and you're no good to anyone until you're good to you, yeah. then your your value system of, of being there for others actually tells you that I need to be there for me first. Yes. So if that's true, then you go, okay, so what do I need to do for, to care for me? What sort of strategies can I do to care for me? 
and um, uh, some tools yep. that you're talking about that you can put into place straight away, um, uh, a, a, a different mindset. Uh-huh. And that is, okay, so I'm in a situation. It's pushing my buttons. Um, I, I, I find it really hard to say no. Yep. I recognise that by saying no, it's a self-caring decision, which ultimately will be the best thing for them. Yeah. Then I'm going to start saying no. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And and I guess what what you're really encouraging people to do then is to reframe yeah. that experience in a way that sheds a positive outcome yeah. for yourself and the other person. I can give you a classic example. I was talking to somebody who has a small business um, the other day and she had um, she has a you know a kitchen based business sound familiar mm-hmm. that she's evolving into a, into a, a, a business that she wants to start selling her products to retailers and online and to friends and family. But she said to me, you know, I'm really struggling with this whole notion of having to put a price on my product. Mm. I kind of feel guilty that I have to charge people for my product, particularly friends and family and the general public who are hearing about it. Um, I really, I, I find it hard to actually put, ask people for money. And put a value on myself, a monetary value on myself. And I thought that was, it was a very quick, we were were in a business meeting, so it wasn't a big conversation, I had a lot of time. But I did say to her, so what would be the benefit, well, what is the benefit that comes out of you um, charging for the product? And she said, well, you know, it does help me to fund my, you know, my growth and it also helps me to look at what other products uh, might be useful for them. And I said, okay, so if we think about it in that light, what you're really doing by charging people for your product is enabling them to benefit from additional products down the track because you're going to have some money to invest in research. I need to invest in me in order to invest in you. Exactly. So with a reframe like that, that says, in fact, charging somebody for your service allows you to give even better service. Um, suddenly makes that whole process, um, you know, workable and able to be done. And 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 the, if you bring that right down to simplicity, and that is, um, in order for me to help you in the best way I possibly can, um, you need to. I need to charge for that. Yeah, that's exactly right. And really, it, that's kind of a reframe from mm. a whole negative. Oh no, I can't do that. To actually, I need to do this because I want to help and serve people. That's it. And if you if you have that that basic part of you that wants to help others or be in service mm. of others and to um, support others, um, and you recognise that um, in order for you to do that, you need to help yourself first. Yeah. Then that includes you being paid. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right. So. Um, so I guess what we're talking about is making sure that if you're going to make decisions around boundaries, that you are congruent or you you know your your absolute honest truth inner self, mm. your your brave inner self is absolutely aligned with the boundaries that you're going to set in place, yeah. so that there's a framework around those boundaries that you see value in, that you benefit, that you know you're going to benefit from, from having in place. However, inevitably, Mm. there's usually uncomfortableness. Is that a word? I don't know. It it can feel uncomfortable, new boundaries, right? Yes. Well, uh, you're reinventing yourself. Right. Um, And there's actually, there's even a bit of loss 
in that yeah, process. Yeah, that's right. So, that's right. So if you have always been a person like this and you've now recognised that that, that, uh, that worked for you yeah. all those years um, and as Jung said, uh, there's a different you in the afternoon. Yeah, that's right, right? exactly. And, and that worked for you all your life to be that type of person and now you're going, I'm going to rethink who I am and how I react and how I respond and how I... And, and these boundaries I set in place, um, you, you then at first don't really recognise you. Yeah. You, yeah, you go, who, who am I? This isn't... And all the people around you are going to be in shock as well because they go, yep. um, she's, she or he has always done this for me. He or she has yep. always said yes. Yep. Um, so so it's, a, it's a shift. Yes. And it's discomfort. There's right. Lo- lots of discomfort. I agree. And really the reality of it is that doing anything different initially... Hmm. Is uncomfortable. It is. Yeah, and all you've got to do is, you know, change the way you dress yourself in the morning. If you're somebody who always puts on socks before pants, mm. well, tomorrow morning put on pants before socks and see how it feels. Yeah. It's going to feel uncomfortable, I promise. That's it. And you, you taught me this uh, over the years about pushing through um, and that was you, you recognised that what, who you were and what you were doing worked. Yeah. And it was, yep. and it was safe. Yeah. Uh, it now don't, no longer works. So I need to be a different person that does this and doesn't do that. Yeah. Um, the discomfort of that and the pain from that. Um, yeah. Uh, you push through. Yeah. Because it's it's worth practicing. Yeah. Uh, nothing good comes easy. Yeah. Pain to gain. All yeah. those things, right? Yeah. So when you when you come up against those old habits and you come up against that pain, I that fear, you go. I'm going to push through. That yeah. was, that's the word you use, right? Yeah, push, push through. through. Yeah. And I think remembering too that all new things are hard for all of us. Mm. It's not just you. Like I don't think anybody changes to new experiences quickly and easily in all instances. Sure, we might adapt. Some of us might have better adaptation skills. We can do it quicker. But it's still uncomfortable initially. Yeah. And I know um, I often give the analogy of me learning to ride a horse. Mm. So um, I've been riding for a very long time. I, I happen now, mm. but I used to yeah. ride quite a lot. And um, people would say to me, oh, you know, you, you're really lucky that you, you can get on, you can just ride and, you know, you can trot and canter and do all of those things and that's really easy. But it wasn't actually always really easy. Mm. Um, when I first learnt to ride a horse, I fell off that horse many, many times and um, eventually learnt how to do it so it came, supposedly, looked a little bit more easy. Mm. Um, but in fact, learning to ride a horse was hard. And it, it would be the same as, say, Ian Thorpe in the pool. Mm. Doesn't He's not a natural. He's just learnt how to do it. Mm. And the first time he got it in the pool... He probably found it quite difficult. That very first dive that he ever did, that those first laps he ever did, were probably actually quite hard because mm. it was new. And that—that's the um, unconsciously incompetent. Yeah, that's right. Consciously exactly. incompetent. Yeah. Uh, competent. Yeah. And then consciously competent, and, and then un- unconsciously yep. competent. So, exactly right. And that's the the process of change. Yeah. Yeah, and and it's difficult, and it's hard. That's and it right. Takes time, and there's a you know. Uh, two steps forward, one step back. Yeah. Two steps forward, one step back. Yeah. So being patient with it, uh, yep. caring for yourself through it. Yeah. Pushing through 
yeah. and and recognizing that there is a pot of gold at the end of this rainbow. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, and it's worth it. Yeah, and you know we only ever. I think I've seen this meme. Mm. I don't know. The kids will call me old-fashioned and daggy, but I think I've seen this meme on Facebook many times that say, you know, all learning happens outside of your comfort zone. And when you step outside and you feel awkward and you feel, and it feels horrible and you don't know who you are, Mm. that too shall pass. And eventually before you know it, your comfort zone actually extends and becomes bigger and wider and wider because what was uncomfortable um, becomes comfortable. Yeah. And from for, from relearning, absolutely, and for me, it's all about trust. Yeah, and that is that I, I trust uh, where I am. Yeah, I trust where I, I agree. Am, where I am is not working. Yeah, I, I yeah, then, big one. And then I trust that it's uh, that I that I want to make a change. Yeah, I trust the change is going to be difficult. Yeah, I trust that I'll have the patience and the fortitude to push, yeah. to push through. Yeah, and that I trust that there is gold at the end of this process. Yeah, great. Yeah. I agree. I agree. So when we bring that back to what we are talking, we've kind of digressed a bit, but mm. we bring that back to what we're talking about, which is boundaries. Mm. Um, what we're trying to do here is just acknowledge that when you start to put some boundaries in place, it's going to feel hard at first yeah, and good. that's normal. And if it doesn't feel hard, you're probably not being really honest with yourself. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> You're being too easy on yourself if it's not feeling uncomfortable, Yeah, I think. Yeah, that's that's the... Uh, that's the clue. Yeah. Yeah. If it's if it's not feeling comfortable in this process, then you're you're not you're not pushing it hard enough. Yeah. If it yeah. you mean if it's feeling comfortable in the process. Yeah. yeah sorry. Yeah. If you're not feeling uh, enough, Uncom- enough, dis- enough discomfort. Yeah. yeah that's right. Go. Discomfort. Yeah. You know, if you don't feel like you've got a stone in your shoe. Yeah. Then um then you're not doing it hard enough. Yeah. But I also trust that too, right? So if someone, oh, yeah. someone says oh, I really got to change, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to start saying no, and then a week later they come back and see me and said oh, oh I just kept saying yes. So that's okay. That's yeah, it. that's yeah, right. That's you're just right. not ready. That's just where you're at. Yet. Yeah, maybe next week. Yeah, I can. I yeah. completely agree. I started saying. I started saying no. I said, "How yeah. oh, was that?" Oh, it was really, really difficult. So I, I ended up saying yes again. I thought, "Okay, so there's movement." Yeah. You've had you've had three days of no's and and four days of yeses. Let's see how you're going next week. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. I and agree, that, and that's another good point. It doesn't have to be. No. With everything all the time, right? Putting some out. It's about making a self-loving decision, but that could just be something really, really simple. Like I'm mm. going to turn my phone off after five o'clock at night. I'm not going to take a work call. Yeah. That that's a boundary. Yeah, and then as fact. you said before, that avoidance of going to the other coffee shop. Yeah, that's okay too. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a boundary. It is. It's a boundary. It's a physical boundary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I guess it's about getting used to that redefining yourself. So if you are, for example, the family organiser and the family um, um, manager, yeah. for want of a, of a better word, and then you suddenly decide, actually, you know what? They playing, can do it themselves. I'm playing that role Yeah, anymore. I'm not doing it anymore. Then what are you going to do, Johnny? Well, it's once again, uh, if it's th- there's a lot of dynamics you just talk yeah. about. So, so you've got a whole bunch of people that are used to you being a certain way. That's right. And, and you've been very used to you being a certain way. Yeah. So um, uh, throwing a spanner in those works is going to uh, cause upheavals all over the place. Yeah. Um, so being uh, patient with that too, uh, you, can, you can shut it down 100% and say, yeah. that's it. I'm not taking responsibility for anything. The whole family stands around gobsmacked that what the hell happened there. We've lost this person that usually organises everything. We are it's anarchy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or you can or you can bring it in. You can. It's almost like teaching a, a, yeah. a, a class of kindergarten. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You that's st- right. You start saying no. 
You start yeah. saying, oh, look, I don't have time for that. Is there any chance anyone else can do that? Yeah. Right? Um, I, I'm, I'm really tired. It's not, not for me. Can you do that? Yeah. And they'll, 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 you start teaching them to take responsibility. But if you do that mm. and then that person fails and they don't do, you know, what you're wanting them to do and they fail and they hurt because of that, yep. that's where that notion of shame and guilt Hmm. Can, can, maybe not, not in all instances, but sometimes can come into play because what you've ultimately done is stood on the sidelines and let that person fail. So that's about uh, emotional boundaries. Right. So if you, if you have, um, and that's about recognising that um, you have a, a shame uh, Yeah, body. it's deeper, right? Yeah. It's not actually... Oh, I it's can't like, assume. It may not be guilt. It yeah. might be shame. Yeah. So if you, yep. if you have a shame body, you have, you have something that you've carried all of your life of not being good enough or not worthy. Yeah. Um, and and that uh, and you actually, uh, part of you believes that 100%. You think it's actually in my DNA that I'm fundamentally a bad person. Yeah. And really I've been, uh, I've been acting and, yeah. and kidding. Yeah, the world. yeah, yeah. Imposter syndrome. There it is. Yep. Yep. And, uh, and sooner or later the, everyone's going to learn the truth. Yeah. That I really am no good. Didn't we just talk about this the other night, Johnny? You, you yeah. and I. Yeah. So Anyway, carry on, sorry. Right. So when you talk about physical bar- uh, yeah. boundaries, we're going to go to another coffee shop, and you talk about these now, talk about emotional boundaries, that is about self-care again and self-love. Yeah. And, and, that, and it's about swapping in, uh, having a different perspective on this process. Yeah, reframing. That's it. And you say, I'm going, okay, so if, uh, my personal boundary is um, they're not doing it well, the example, yeah. or they failed at it. Um, I am still a good person. I am. Yeah. I'm. I am still a caring person. I still care for me. I still care for others. I re- I'm going to respect my personal boundary, but yeah. also I'm going to respect their pace of what they can do or are willing to do. Um, and yeah, that's a very good point, actually. Respecting their pace. That's it, and respecting other people's boundaries. Yeah. So you respect, and that can come down to the physical boundary where you don't want someone to stand too close to you, or you don't want someone to yeah. someone who talks to you or is trying to manipulate you or, or bully you. Yeah. Um, you can you can put in a physical barrier of saying stand back. You yeah. can say, I, I, I don't do kisses and hugs. I do handshakes. Yeah, that's you know, right. Right, and then you can go into inside and you go, um, I'm good enough. I am just as worthy as anyone else to walk the earth. And when someone else has opinions of me, um, I need to, I, I, I'm okay with them having that because I know that the, the truth may actually be that I am good enough. Yeah. And that I am worthy. Yeah. And they're allowed to have their opinions. I'll, look, it comes back to what we say almost everywhere. Is it, we talk about self love fundamentally, don't mm, we? Unconditional. Unconditional positive regard. For self. Yep, and others. And others, yes, yeah. Yes, which is incredibly hard, and, and that is to be responsible for your own feelings um, and to not be responsible for other people's feelings. Yeah. It doesn't let you off the hook because you can still, um, you still have responsibility to not abuse yeah. and not to um, uh, be nasty. You know, yeah, that's exactly people. right, exactly you right. You can be responsible for your behaviours, but ultimately you're not responsible for how they react to it. Yeah, so that's exactly right. That's that's their story. Yeah. That's their little clips playing in the background around yeah. them reacting. Yeah. So having respect for your own boundaries, yeah, uh, emotional, physical, and having respect for others, yeah, uh, their boundaries and where they're at. 
Yeah. It comes back to unconditional positive regard. Because, and that's all part of the package when you start to say, you know what, I'm starting to feel a bit burnt out, I'm getting a bit tired, I'm going to put some boundaries in place. Yeah. Then, and, and you then recognise, okay, I'm going to feel uncomfortable doing this, I'm going to worry I'm letting people down, I'm going to worry people don't like me. Yeah. Um, and I've got to just push through, push through on that and see what reality is, and in you, fact. Yeah, and you may even get real reactions. So yeah. if, if you are a yes person or a people pleaser right. and you start saying no um, to protect and to care for yourself, oh. those people will go, well, you're letting me down. I, right. I need you to do this for me. Right. You, you, you're, you're making my life a misery. You're making me feel. <laughs> that's right. And that's my point. Mm. So when you start to put in boundaries and when you say, I'm no longer going to accept this, I'm going to speak up or I'm going to walk away or whatever, then you also need to factor in in your planning yep. that other people may also feel uncomfortable as a result of your shift. Yep. And that's actually okay. Yeah. And look haven't I experienced that myself over the last couple of months where I've, I've taken a much stronger stance in some instances. Mm-hmm. I've spoken up in places where perhaps I wouldn't because previously it's been more easy for me just to be a people pleaser and go yes, no, or say nothing. Let it go. Or yeah. let it go. Yeah. And I've been put in situations where I've gone, you know what, I think there's need for some boundaries here. Mm. And I've spoken up and that's been hard. And perhaps people haven't liked me for that reason, mm. but um, putting those things, those boundaries in place has definitely... And pushing through. And pushing through, which I've now done, mm. um, has definitely um, helped my mental health yep. and also helped me to realise that I've remained what I hope is, maybe after a coffee or two, that's what I put on my Insta, is um, is that I, I'm still basically fundamentally a good person and people mm. who know me hopefully can see that regardless of the fact that I've really had to stand up for myself and say that's that's not appropriate. And so. ultimately that is to the benefit of everyone around you. Yeah, that's what I hope. For a couple of reasons and one is that they they... If you are to help or to support them, you, you the only way you can do that is if you have energy. Yeah. And the only way you can have energy is to care for self. Yeah. Um, so in order to help them, you need to help you first. Yeah, and, and, that's right. And secondly, the only real influence you can have over others is, is um, in modelling. So, yeah. So if someone watches you caring for yourself, yeah. uh, others yeah. who are people pleasers will go, wow, there's another way. Yeah, that's exactly right. There's another way. Yeah. Look at that. I might give that a try. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that's exactly right. And, you know, um, I, I experienced that firsthand a few years ago, right, where yeah. there were some discussions had around um, particular behaviours. And at first I thought it was so rude to even bring it up. And then I actually spent some time reflecting on that and really admiring that person because they had boundaries in place. Yeah. And it was ov- quite obviously um, to the benefit of, of their own well-being and their own sense of self. And you've got to really admire people who do, who are able to put boundaries in place. And that is a great role model. You're right. It's and a they, perfect role model. And they are admired. Um, yeah. They're the ones that you go, wow, there's something about them. They're, yeah. They're, they care for other people, but they care for themselves too. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they trust other people and they trust themselves too. It's yeah. very attractive stuff. That, that's a bit of an aha moment for me, Johnny, because I'm starting to realise how important it is for me to um, 
to kind of walk the talk because I think there's been times where I've spoken with our kids about things and, and really encouraged them to remember, you know, their self-worth mm. and to speak up and to know that they're loved and valued unconditionally regardless. And I I want my children to um, care for themselves, mm. number one, mm. love themselves first. But, gee, how hard is it for them to do that if I don't show that I love myself first? Oh, they live with me. They're watching. And us. Yeah, they watching. are watching, right? Yeah. What a great aha moment. God, I love you, Johnny. I love you too. You're a good man. Um, you know, good enough. Gee, I think we should switch the mics off now. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different sort of podcast. <laughs> All right, everybody. Yep. Thanks for being with us. Look forward to seeing you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Connections with Leanne and John. Connect with us via Facebook at Fortitude at Work. We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's show. See you next time.